Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Jana's birthday party, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, congratulations on completing another lap around the sun. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I've gotten any wiser, but here we are. <laughs> day that will live in so, infamy. I, I'd like to thank the Eagles for starting Gardner Minshew this week. That looked nice. I did appreciate that. <laughs> uh, well, the Lions in blue uh, gave you a present, too, with the I know, I know. The the I keep on giving. Oh, it was so good. I mean, like we've no, talked about on the, on the show before, the only thing that we can be sure of is that the Vikings will play to the level of whoever they're playing, and what darn if they didn't do it right. again this week. <laughs> you definitely called that one right. Oh, geez. I mean, I, I don't think there's any other certainty in the world than that. Death, taxes, and the Vikings playing to whoever they're playing level. So it's it's uh it's been a tough one out there. Things are weird. <clears throat> we have uh, unfortunately an awful lot of injuries, an awful lot of the COVID, but there is good news. We're gonna we're gonna help you. You just say fifteen percent you know, of your car insurance. Also, that we'd like to speak with you about your car's uh, extended warranty, and <laughs> we think we will oh, also provide great. you with some good waiver wire picks. Try to try to put the pieces together with four teams on a bye and half the league having COVID. It's a real mess out there. But don't worry. We're here for a full hour, as we are every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. We are in our 12th season, so if this is your first time, welcome. Not sure what took you so long, but you can find our old episodes everywhere you download your favorite podcast or take us on your commute. It's a nice way to pass the morning on your way to work, get some fantasy knowledge, little little game predictions. You know, we've got a, everything. we past other teams in the standings. Darn right. <laughs> Hopefully, um, before before we get to buys, um, the league that you talked about last week that was supposed to start its playoffs this week, and there was an uproar about this, did it get changed, or are you starting your playoffs with four teams on a bye this week? We're starting our playoffs with four teams on a bye this week. I did make the playoffs. Oh my God, Thank you very bad. much. But I've got uh, – um, the only reason I made them was because Jonathan Taylor was my running back, and he's on a bye this week. And uh, now Mike Williams, I guess, is might know, have the COVID. Might maybe not. Shut, it's just a close contact. The, yeah, close contact. So um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, know. things things not looking good. Although I I do have a trick up my oh. sleeve in that league, but I don't want to bore the audience with that. So That's we can fair. move on. That's fair. So. Um, that is terrible news. Unfort- I, I hope there are not a lot of other people out there in the same boat. We know there are at least, you know, nine, 11, however many people. in your <laughs> There are a few people who we really need to help. Um, you can find us all over social media because one hour is just not enough, and I'm sure you're going to have some more questions. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN and just show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4THN and just show at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. As I alluded to, there are four teams on the buy this week. Before we get into the injuries, worth noting that the Colts, um, Eagles, the Dolphins, and the Patriots are all not playing football this week. And even some teams that are might just not throw the ball, a la our Monday night football game with a hot, like, eight passes all together. So we need to find some offense in other places. <laughs> We're going to take care of all that. We've got your injuries, your news and notes. 
who to start, who to sit, waiver wire projections, daily fantasy picks, and of course, are always interesting and controversial game picks. <laughs> We've got a little bit of everything for you today. Before we get into the injuries, let's talk about COVID. <laughs> Almost every team is being affected currently by COVID with somebody positive on their roster. I think on Sunday alone, 11 players tested positive. Several more have happened since then. Most notably, the Bills, uh, one of their defensive tackles, tested positive before the game on Monday. Remember, you've got some guys like Cole Beasley running around that are unvaccinated on that team. So if that is someone you need for your fantasy lineup this week, have a plan B. The Panthers have uh, a linebacker and an offensive tackle on the COVID list. The Browns put tight end David Njoku on the COVID list. He's got a positive test, which he probably picked up from tight end Steven Carlson, who was placed on the list on Monday. Uh, the Broncos put their center on the COVID list. So did the Lions. The Packers quarterback Jordan Love tested positive for COVID on Monday. Aaron Rodgers isn't practicing, so, like, it's anybody's guess who's who's taking reps at QB1 right now in Green Bay. Um, the Colts center is also positive. Yeah, might be Blue the Kitten. I'm not sure. Um, you just stop by to say hello, too. Oh, well, it's probably not him, then. That's a, that's a tough community note, but... <laughs> Oh, good for him. You know, it's a veteran move. Good for him because he is now blue the cat, not blue the kitten. He doesn't have to practice on Wednesdays. I respect that. He's a veteran. (laughs) (laughs) The Colts center was put on the COVID list on Monday. Raiders running back Jalen Richard was put on the COVID, uh, tested positive for COVID and put on the COVID list on Monday. Um, Wide receiver Keenan Allen out in L.A., tested positive for COVID, and as we alluded to, Williams was placed on the COVID list as a close contact. They're saying he's, quote, day-to-day going into Sunday, not sure if he's going to be eligible or not, which is another another problem for the Sherpa, but we'll fix that. They also put one of their cornerbacks on the COVID list today, so it's on both sides of the ball now. That's not ideal. The Vikings placed the player on the COVID list. Again, remember Kirk Cousins, another notable unvaccinated player that's going to affect your fantasy lineup potentially. In New Orleans, we haven't seen Alvin Kamara in four weeks. Now we're really going to have to this week because Mark Ingram uh, tested positive for COVID. He is on the COVID list. Defensive end Cam Jordan is also positive for COVID. So, again, offense and defense affected here. The Giants, in addition to not having a quarterback or wide receivers, put one of their guards on the COVID list today. He's positive. The Jets have a positive linebacker. The Buccaneers long snappers got COVID and out. The WTF, as if things aren't bad enough for them being the WTF. Uh, Montez Sweat broke his jaw a couple weeks ago. He was set to come back this week. He got designated to turn off IR and promptly tested positive for COVID today. He's unvaccinated, so he's out for the next 10 days. So things are not going well. This is not going to be the last of the players who have COVID this week. So it's going to be very important to keep an eye on the waiver wire to stay on top of it because there's four teams on a bye. There's not a lot out there. Now, Sounds like not many of the NFL players are watching the mask. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so, unfortunately. <laughs> we might want to pass it around and send a couple of DVDs out, see if they can get that in. <laughs> um, also remember, coaches are not immune to this. The Cowboys had no offensive line coaches. They didn't have their head coach last week. I mean, who knows what's going on out there. Now, let's talk about the actual injuries. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
out in Baltimore, wide receiver Miles Boykin still dealing with that finger injury. He's had all season. He's limited to practice. It's a Wednesday. That's not unusual. He'll play through it. Um, on the other side of the ball, cornerback Marlon Humphrey uh, tore his pectoral muscle. He is placed on IR and done for the year. So that is the third defensive starter to be put on IR and then a whole bunch of other reserves. So things um, maybe not as strong for the Ravens going into a playoff push as they'd like. Out in Buffalo, tight end Tommy Sweeney is questionable. He's in limited practice. He, remember, had his hand surgically repaired like two weeks ago. He's going to play through it. He's nuts. We like it. Bears wide receiver Marquise Goodwin was limited to practice with a foot injury. Running back Damian Williams was also limited with his calf injury. Wide receiver Allen Robinson, II, limited at practice. But that's actually a good sign because the last couple of weeks he wasn't practicing with that hamstring injury, so he might actually have a chance to play this week. Uh, running back David Montgomery is not practicing. They're listing him with shoulder, groin, and glute injuries. That's not sounding real positive going into the weekend. <laughs> quarterback Andy Dalton is not practicing. He injured his hand on uh, Sunday. But quarterback Justin Fields got cleared today from his rib injury. He's going to be your starter this week. Hopefully he's wearing a flak jacket because they don't have a lot of quarterback options here. Also, in kicker news, oh. Cairo Santos not practicing. He doesn't have COVID, but he is sick, so... Hopefully, if he's your kicker on your fantasy team, it might be time to go pick somebody up. Out in Cincinnati, um, we saw Joe Burrow dislocate his right pinky finger. That would be his throwing hands for those keeping score at home. Uh, things did not go well for them after that, didn't throw very well. He says he's going to play. He's not practicing, but he kept playing afterwards, so there's no reason to think he won't this week. Wide receiver T. Higgins also isn't practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He's a lot more questionable going into this weekend. And Joe Mixon is not practicing. He apparently also is sick, not COVID. They're pretty sure, but they're not definitely sure. So, again, keep an eye on that. That really wasn't a comforting injury update today. We think it's not COVID, but we don't know for sure. <laughs> they also placed wide receiver Auden Tate uh, on IR because this last two games with a calf injury. Out in Cleveland, uh, wide receiver Jarvis Landry is not practicing, much like Blue. Uh, he is a veteran. It's a Wednesday. He's got a knee that doesn't feel that great. So don't worry going into this weekend, but you're not going to see him on the practice field today and probably tomorrow. Out in Dallas, um, they have not acquired any new COVID as of the moment, but like at this point, there's not that many people still to get it. So still working on something that. to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, wide receiver Cedric Wilson was limited with an ankle injury, which is actually an improvement. He wasn't practicing this time last week, so that's a good thing. Um, running back Tony Pollard isn't practicing with a foot injury. That's a lot more concerning, though Ezekiel Elliott gave an interview today saying his knee is, his knee is healing and he's planning on playing. Hopefully that's a real thing. You never really know coming out of Dallas. And defensive end Randy Gregory was designated to return from IR with a calf injury. It's going to make it a little bit more cohesive on defense. We'll see. Out in Denver, running back Melvin Gordon, III. That's the third. Uh, he's limited to practice with hip and shoulder injuries. That's not great, but it looks like he's on track to play. In Detroit, they were without running back DeAndre Swift last week. He's still not practicing with a shoulder injury. And tight end TJ Hawkinson was limited to practice today with a hand injury. Jared Goff didn't practice. They're calling it an illness. Maybe he's just hungover from partying after finally winning a game. Can't be sure, but they do know it's not COVID. So that's a plus. <laughs> 
Green Bay, as I alluded to, Jordan Love has COVID. Aaron Rodgers does not have COVID toe, but he's not practicing because his toe is fractured. Um, so, again, anybody's guess who's going to be throwing a football at practice, but Aaron Rodgers will play come Sunday. Wide receiver Randall Cobb also isn't practicing with a groin injury. Um, at least Devontae Adams is limited. That's, that's something, but it's not looking great for Randall Cobb going into the weekend. In Houston, Tyrod Taylor left the game. Uh, it was kind of up in the air. Was he hurt? Was it just he wasn't effective? Turns out he's got a wrist injury. He's practicing and plans to all week, but they're expecting to start Davis Mills. Doesn't make a ton of sense, but here we are. It's, it's the Texans. So it looks like David, Davis Mills is going to be under center. Uh, again, we're going to get the, uh, the re-airing of the Davis Mills special from earlier this season. In Jacksonville, running back James Robinson, who – Lost in the game last week with like a hot three points. Didn't appreciate that. He has limited practice with what they're calling heel and knee injuries, but really is a high ankle sprain. So you might not want to start him, though. I'm still a little salty about it. <laughs> Out in Las Vegas, tight end Darren Waller is still not practicing. Didn't play last week that ankle injury. So far not looking so good this week. So definitely have a plan B on your your fantasy team, because I'm sure if you haven't, you'd really like to be playing him. Um, but make sure you have somebody else else who is healthy on your roster. It'll probably be a game-time decision, so keep an eye on it. Um, Chargers running back Austin Eckler's limited practice and ankle injury. This has been a multi-week thing. He's going to keep playing through it. Down in Miami, wide receiver Will Fuller V, still not practicing, has not been activated off IR yet. This is the world's longest broken finger injury, I think. Um, but they did get Devontae Parker back last week, who was effective. Running back Philip Lindsay is practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, they, they've got a lot of running backs banged up, but one of them is not Miles Gaskin. So we should be okay there. In Minnesota, in addition to COVID and an unvaccinated quarterback, they are also going to be without wide receiver Adam Thielen this week. They play on Thursday. He's got a high ankle sprain left in the first quarter last week. Uh, so he has already ruled out for this week. Not great, especially if you're playing in playoffs. Although running back Dalvin Cook is questionable. He's in limited practice. He's still got that shoulder injury. They're they're not ruling him out for Thursday, but it's a real long shot. In New England, running back Damian Harris uh, left Monday's game with a hamstring injury. He's questionable going into this uh, this coming uh well, not this week because they're on a bye, but week. the week after. Obviously, a lot of the running backs are a little banged up from running in the snow and the wind all, all Monday night uh, with all all three of Mac Jones's passes, but don't be surprised to see them popping up on injury reports. Out in New Orleans, as we talked about, Mark Ingram's got COVID, but Alvin Kamara did practice today. He's been out the last four weeks with a knee injury, so they're hoping – he will stay on the right track. Quarterback Taysom Hill fully practiced, despite the fact he's got torn plantar fascia on his foot. Then he broke his finger hitting him on a helmet this week. He's falling apart, but they still think he's a better option than Trevor Simeon, which if I were Trevor Simeon, I'd feel pretty bad about. The Sherpa's Giants are they're in a bad way. I mean, the Sherpa was thinking about maybe bringing the hefty lefty back from the grave. It's <laughs> not ideal. Um, quarterback Daniel Jones, who did not play last week with a neck injury, was flown out to Los Angeles on Monday to meet with a neck specialist. He's officially listed as questionable. It's not likely he's going to play this week. Remember, quarterback Mike Glennon is currently not practicing because he's in the concussion protocol. For whatever reason, the Giants 
seem pretty positive he's going to be activated out of the concussion protocol in time to start this week. But they did sign Jake Fromm off the Bills practice squad. He is currently taking the first team snaps. We're hoping his name is actually already on the back of his jersey because he's only been there about 10 minutes. Not entirely sure he's throwing to at practice because Kadarius Tony wasn't practicing with his oblique injury. Um, Sterling Shepard was limited with his quad injury. Kenny Galladay wasn't practicing. He's dealing with a rib injury, so it's not the hamstring anymore. At least it's the ribs. And running back Saquon Barkley was limited with that ankle injury. That's more of a maintenance thing. Everybody else is a real question mark. The Jets running back Kevin Coleman, also in the concussion protocol. And tight end Ryan Griffin is dealing with an ankle injury. He is not practicing. Neither is wide receiver Elijah Moore or Corey Davis. Corey Davis is actually placed on IR today. He's going to have season-ending surgery on his abdominal muscle, so he is done for the year out in Philadelphia. I know they're on a bye this week, but it is worth noting that Miles Sanders re-injured the previously injured ankle during the game uh, late in the fourth quarter. So even though he's on a bye, I would certainly start looking around and thinking about having another option because it's not a sure thing he's going to play coming out of the bye week. Minshew Mania did run wild this weekend, um, but the coaching staff is saying that as long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, he's going to be the starter. Personally, I would maybe That's start him running back, not, not quarterback, but here we are <laughs> out in San Francisco. Uh, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. was limited with a knee injury, and Elijah Mitchell is not practicing. He's in the concussion protocol, but also got an MRI on his knee. They're calling it knee irritation. Uh, neither of these are good things going into the weekend, so keep an eye on him. Debo Samuel also not practicing with that groin injury. It's a long shot for him to play this week. And um, scary moment uh, the, on the kickoff of the game where running back kick returner Trenton Cannon uh, ended up being taken off in an ambulance and taken to an area hospital. They're saying it's just a concussion. Everything else is okay. He was released from the hospital on Monday, so that's a great sign. I think it's pretty unlikely you're going to see him on the field this week. And they also put running back Trey Sermon on IR on Friday. He'd been out the last couple of weeks, and they finally just, just called it a day there. Out in Seattle, wide receiver DK Metcalf is not practicing with a foot injury. I'm not too worried about that yet. If he's not practicing Friday, then get concerned. In better news, Titans wide receiver Julio Jones made a rare Wednesday practice appearance. Fully practiced, he has been on IR with a hamstring injury, so that's a good sign going into this week. And then our friends down at the WTF, Washington football team, they officially have now said that Ryan Fitzpatrick is done for the year, which we all knew about six weeks ago. He's having hip surgery. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel is limited with a groin injury. Tight end Ricky Seals-Jones is also limited with hip injury. Running back J.D. McKissick, who missed last week's game, is still dealing with that concussion. He's not practicing. He was doing some side work with a trainer, so he's getting a little closer, but he's he's still not practicing. So, again, something to watch. And a real bummer, we saw tight end Logan Thomas put on IR. Um, he suffered a knee injury. It's not a, an ACL tear, but there's damage. They're still trying to figure out what's going on in there, but they are sure he's not going to play the rest of the season. So, we got him back just to lose him again, unfortunately. So, Sherpa, what have you and Blue, the kitten, or the formerly kitten slash cat, been up to in our long well, we COVID injury absence? we made you a birthday cake, but the injury report was so long that Blue got impatient and ate it. So, unfortunately, I got nothing I, for you. I can't you. blame him. Can't blame him for that. <laughs> Since we have uh, a few 
possible issues in our lineups this week. Do you have any suggestions for how to fix them? <laughs> a few. Oh, you want to hear them? Okay. Um, well, I mean, personally, I don't have to start okay. playoffs this week, so I'm okay. But I'm thinking there might be All others right. out there. <laughs> okay. Well, for those of you in need of a running back, um, Rashad Penny with Seattle is probably my favorite option this week. Um, I know they've got Adrian Peterson there, but they are playing the Texans. Um, Rashad Penny is somebody they invested a high draft pick in a couple of years ago, but has been hurt. You know, he's more likely to be the future of their backfield than Adrian Peterson is. And, you know, I think that, you know, he's somebody that stands to get a lot of carries this week, um, either because he's starting or because the game gets out of hand and uh, he's playing extensively in garbage time. So he would be my number one um, recommended running mm-hmm. back this week. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard with Tennessee and also Dante Foreman, but I like Hilliard a little bit better um, just because he's more of a pass catching back. And again, I think this game could get out of hand um, pretty early. So if um, Tennessee is up by a lot, then chances are they would, you know, probably have Hilliard um, in the backfield rather than Foreman. Um, again, mm-hmm. those are sort of the best options. Um, some not so best options: um, Tevin Coleman, David Johnson, who may or may not be healthy, Mike Davis, Latavius Murray, Amir Abdullah, Jamichael Hasty, who has the best uh, last name ever for a running back, Zach really Moss, does. Carlos Hyde, really and. Does. Ty Johnson, but uh, again, those are only uh, desperation plays, and hopefully uh, your starting backfield didn't consist of uh, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Gaskin, and uh, Damian Harris, and uh, you're without them for a playoff matchup this week, but uh, if just in case that happens to be you, those are some uh, waiver wire suggestions for you for running back. We've got options. Okay, um, moving on to wide receiver, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, with Green Bay, a combination of the opponent this week, playing with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams may or may not be healthy, is um, high up on the list. K.J. Osborne, who figures to get more run, pun intended, with Minnesota now that uh, Adam <laughs> Thielen is going to be out. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akini with uh, Tennessee, Russell Gage, who's had a, a nice couple of weeks uh, for Atlanta and has a good matchup against Carolina. Traquan Smith, Rashad Bateman, uh, Curtis Samuel, if he were healthy enough to play. Kadarius Tony, same thing, only if he's healthy enough. Robbie Anderson and uh, A.J. Green um, rounding out the um, waiver wire pickups a- for wide receivers. A.J. Colors is almost back, to, almost back to full strength. We're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, getting Probably getting closer. I don't know if uh, we're going to get AJ Brown back anytime soon, but uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Quarterback-wise, uh, Taylor Heineke at the top of the list as he has been for a few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, who I know would not be on your list. Jimmy Garoppolo, who I also know would Hard not pass. be on your list. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, and Ben Roethlisberger. Hopefully, you're not. Uh, um, if you're in the hunt for a playoff spot, you're not having to pick up a quarterback this week. But if you are, or if you're just the kind of person that likes to stream quarterbacks, that's the best of the lot. 
I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Taylor Heineke. I'm all in. I'm all in. Even as a Cowboys fan, I just enjoy watching him play football. Alrighty, moving on to tight ends. Tyler Conklin still not getting as much love as he should from the fantasy sports enthusiasts. He's still out there in the majority of leagues. Jared Cook, Ricky Seals-Jones, if he's healthy enough to play this week. Gerald Everett, Austin Hooper, Cole Komet, Evan Ingram, Foster Moreau, and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I mean, Foster Moreau, the drop wasn't great. It was at a very inopportune time, but I thought he played all right. Yeah, he's he's got this incredible touchdown to reception ratio. I think he's scored, what, six or seven touchdowns and you know, he's only yeah. caught like 40 passes in his whole career. It's, it's pretty amazing. But uh, anyway. We'll take that, we'll take that um, all day. <laughs> sure. Uh, Defense-wise, if you have to stream somebody this week or if you're looking for a streaming defense, I recommend the Chargers, the Seahawks, Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Atlanta, the Jets, and Washington as possible streaming options. I mean, hopefully you're not – Having to uh, stream the Jets or the Reds or the uh, football team, but uh, just in case you are, um, they're out there. They're yeah. better than uh, starting, you know, Arizona or the Rams this week for sure. That is true. We we don't want to be doing each other. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. thank you. <laughs> so, so there you have it. The uh, waiver wire for the week, and now let's get on to some uh, player picks. Yeah, yeah, let's let's start with running backs. Moderately healthy, okay. hopefully putting out more points than James Robinson did. <laughs> well, he was on my avoid list. I won't say I told you so, but I told you so. So anyway. You did. Um, I didn't listen. <laughs> that's okay. I don't, you never do, but anyway. That's true. Um, like I said, not getting any wiser, just older. <laughs> Well, at least you're uh, honest about it. I can't even admit that to myself, but it's, it's true <laughs> for me too. But anyway, um, how about running backs? Who do you like this week? Like an Austin Eckler, an awful lot. Um, obviously, the the Giants' run defense is maybe not the strongest thing on the planet. Like you said, in the running for top five draft pick, in a in a big way. Um, Alvin Kamara, as long as he gets on the field, he's playing against the Jets. There's, they're going to find a way. Might be catching balls, might be running. I don't care. As long as he gets on the field, I'm fine with starting him. Alexander Madison uh, against Steelers. Whether or not Dalvin Cook plays, this is still a good play. I don't think he's going to, and I think it would be a bad idea, but they also haven't asked me yet either. So in all fairness, <laughs> I would still go with Alexander Hamilton Madison. Yeah, we never know. Um, from there, I'm liking uh, Najee Harris. Leonard Fournette, Cordero Patterson, who really seems to be the only thing working on that Falcons team. Aaron Jones, uh, as long as he gets out there, it looks like he's going to. Antonio Gibson and Nick Chubb. Okay, we have um, five of our top ten overlap. That's actually a lot. Um, I've got Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is at the top of my list. Nick Chubb, two. Ezekiel Elliott, three. Leonard Fournette, four. Daryl Henderson, five. Alexander Hamilton, Madison, six. Alvin Kamara, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Austin Eckler, and Joe Mixon 
uh, if they're healthy enough to play, rounding out my top 10 honorable mentions to uh, Chuba Hubbard, Dontrell Hilliard, Rashad Penny, Dante Foreman, and uh, Sonny Michelle. Sure. That's I had a nice game last week and would be in the top 10 <laughs> yeah. if uh, Daryl Anderson weren't, weren't healthy enough to play this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was nice to have him out there. It was good that we knew ahead of time to throw him in the lineup, but I think Daryl Henderson's coming back to reclaim some of those touches. Yeah, well, he's going to be my starting running back this week in the Dynasty League with uh, where I have Jonathan Taylor on the team. But there you uh, go. It's, well, it's it's not much, <laughs> but he's the best option I have at this point. So, um, how about uh, running backs to avoid? Who do you want to stay away from this week? Stay away from AJ Dillon. He's a fumble machine against this Bears defense. I don't want any part of it. JD McKissick, if he gets cleared, I still don't think it's a good matchup. David Johnson out in Houston, who's questionable, but also not in a great situation for fantasy points. Ty Johnson in New York, Matt Breida, uh, Jeremy McNichols, Alex Collins, Adrian Peterson, who I like from a football standpoint, but I do not like from a fantasy standpoint. Devontae Booker in uh, New York and Carlos Hyde out in Jacksonville. Um, Saquon Barkley headlines my avoid list. James Robinson making yet another appearance on that list. Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Devonta Freeman, David Johnson, Jamal Williams, Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, and Tevin Coleman, and dishonorable mention to Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, poor dishonorable mention. <laughs> oh, it's tough. After that, here probably high. Anyway. Okay, let's move on to the wide <laughs> receivers. There. That's what we'll do. <laughs> Um, Devontae Adams is at the top of my list, assuming he's healthy enough to play. Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, same caveat as with Devontae Adams. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, C. Devontae Adams, and DK Metcalf. C.D. Lamb, Tyreek Hill, and Chris Godwin rounding out my top 10. Um, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, and Traquan Smith on the honorable mention. List. So quite a few wide receivers that I think are potentially in for big weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have lost some of them to COVID, unfortunately. So there's there's some extra opportunities. I have Cooper Cup at the top of my list. It'd be hard not to at this point. Justin Jefferson out in Minnesota has been great, especially that Adam Thielen. He's really going to step up even more. Tyree Kill, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams running on my top five. You've got C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, as much as it pains me to do. Someone still has to provide offense. Jamar Chase and uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown on Baltimore. Okay, you'll be happy to know that uh, he is appearing on my avoid list. But, uh, get to that in a minute. <laughs> Marvin Jones at the top of my avoid list. Hunter Renfro, Elijah Moore, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney. Amon Ross, St. Brown, great that he caught the uh, game-winning walk-off uh, TV for the Lions win last week, but that still doesn't get him off my avoidance for this week. Kenny Galladay, Sammy Watkins, and Sterling Shepard. Dishonorable mentions to Allen Robinson, Jamison Crowder, and Josh Reynolds. Ooh, okay, Josh Reynolds checking in. Check you out. like it. We, we strive for depth of uh, reporting and coverage here. 
<laughs> that's very, Rarely that's very human border then. That's, it's an honorable loss of role. Yes. <laughs> How about a quarterback? Um, oh, you didn't give me your uh, wide receivers to avoid that. Yeah, it's it's not very exciting. So it's it's not real memorable. Um, Emmanuel Sanders made the list. So did Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, uh, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, pretty much all of the Giants wide receivers. Tyler Boyd, Tracon Smith out in New Orleans, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, I and I, and LaVisca Chenault. Right. Moving on to quarterbacks, who do you like? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're surprised, but actually, as Josh Allen at the top of my list, I was I was going to go Kyler Murray, but I backed off a little bit. Kyler Murray's checking in at two on my list. Justin Herbert, uh, Lamar Jackson, who I'm apparently a lot higher on than a lot of people this week, and Patrick Mahomes running out my top five. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Jack Prescott, <laughs> Taysom Hill, and his many injuries, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford rounding out the top ten. All right. I've got Aaron Rodgers at the top of my list. So, followed by Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, (laughs) Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Justin Herbert, Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and Baker Mayfield, who hasn't been on the list in a while. Baker so. Mayfield, I'm impressed. He's actually on my avoid list. <laughs> I did not go for a full 10, um, but Baker Mayfield is on my avoid list, as is, I'm sure this will shock well, you, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> um, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence. We almost got to 10, but there was too many in purgatory. We got close. Um, Lamar Jackson, there was one notable omission from your list, which I think would get you to 10, but if anybody is even thinking of starting this guy in fantasy this week, you're you're banned from the show. I think they're going to be okay for him. He's going to be all right. They're going to win a game. Uh, Not this week. Um, Lamar Jackson at the top of my avoid list, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Davis Mills, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Teddy Bridgewater rounding out my top 10, or excuse me, avoid, my 10 to avoid, and dishonorable (laughs) mentions to both of New York's um, presumptive uh, starting quarterbacks this week, and I speak of Zach Wilson and uh, Mike Glennon is the guy I was alluding to before. If you're starting him this week, heaven help you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not a good scene. Good at being tall, that's <laughs> about it. Very good at being tall, but like you guys have to understand, his shoulders are so far from his head because his neck is so long. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a bad thing when you get hit by a giant defender and there's not a lot to really stabilize your head. Have you seen? He's very skinny. It's not. He's just not structurally built to not get concussed. I'm concerned about him. Yeah, I was actually trying to grow another foot this week, but then I couldn't find a shoe to fit it. <laughs> Blue probably took the shoe. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, he's he's busy chewing on chewing on plastic caps, but that's neither here oh, nor good there. for him. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he knows how to have a good time and have fun. Um, yeah, I respect that. Learn a thing or two from him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll ch- 
if chasing plastic caps around does it for me or not. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> As a giant thing, you don't there. have a lot else. That's <laughs> all you got in this world. No. Well, that's as close mm-hmm. as I'll come to being a quarterback is throwing the caps and blues my receiver is usually, you know, a few yards downfield chasing the cap and bringing it back to the next cap. play. Then. Five tool cap right there. Yeah. Sign that man to a yeah. contract. <laughs> Definitely. He's pretty quick and he's really tenacious. You don't want to mess with him. If you're a defender, you're never going to get any, uh, you know, pass interference calls no. against him because he'll just scratch your eyes out. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, he's my days as a hand model are long over thanks to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what you get for having a feral cat um, in your house. Real, but, uh, real. Anyway, um, so tight ends, guys that I like a lot this week, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz, C.J. Ozama, Gerald Everett, Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, Tyler Conklin, and Austin Hooper. Uh, honorable mentions to a few guys that uh, never make the list, and that would be Jeff Swain, Nick Vanette, and Josiah Dugara. Ooh. This is probably the first time I've ever mentioned his name on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I have to dig deep. It's part of the uh, research for the Jonathan Taylor League. Yeah, that's it. We're just giving the people what they want. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel better, I have a team that has Darren Waller, Jonathan Taylor, and James Robinson on it. So, like, things aren't going great. (laughs) Are you in the playoff hunt in that league? I am, but thankfully the playoffs don't start this week. Not thanks to them. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you who do you like at tight end? Loving Travis Kelsey. Uh, Mark Andrews also checking in. Again, I'm higher on the Ravens than everybody else on the planet, aside from Lamar Jackson's family. Uh, George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski, and Dalton Schultz jumping all the way up to five. Pat Fryermuth again. He finds the end zone, so I'll I'll keep starting him. Dawson Knox, Darren Waller, as long as he plays, I'm just a little concerned about, you know, we missed a week, we're still not practicing. TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts rounding out my top ten. Okay. Um, let's see, my avoid list has, uh, I'd be happy to know it has Mark Andrews, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> Darren Waller so is my top is four. actually my starting list. <laughs> I know. Uh, Dawson Knox, Noah Font, Cole Komet, Evan Engram, Foster Moreau, and Ryan Griffin are all tight ends I would be looking to avoid this week. Again, haven't helped you if you're starting Ryan Griffin on your fantasy team. Maybe if you pair yeah, him with Mike really Lane, you can, uh, win the award for biggest uh, most lopsided loss for the week, but that's probably not what you're asking. I'm in a I'm in a league where you start two tight ends. So I mean there are people out there who are starting him. It's not pretty. Yeah. Thankfully no. that people well, is not at least me. There's a reason to do it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's a weird league, but here we are. Still kicking. Um let's talk about your favorite defenses. <laughs> Did you did you bring ten? Um, okay. Did you bring tears? Did you bring both? Um, yeah, I, brought both this week. I brought both, but for the sake of brevity, I'll just uh, confine it to the list. Uh, Green Bay <laughs> at the top of the list. Tennessee, the Chargers, Cleveland, Seattle, Kansas City, New Orleans, Detroit, Minnesota, and Dallas rounding out my top ten defenses for the week. Okay, 
All right, we've got some overlap. Um, I've got the Saints, Packers, Panthers, the Seahawks, the Titans, the Broncos, Chargers, Cowboys, 49ers, and lo and behold, the Ravens. <laughs> okay, I have uh, my avoid list consists of the Bears, Texans, mm-hmm. San Francisco, mm-hmm. Arizona, the Rams, the WTF, NYJ, ATL, JAC, and BUF. Those are my defenses like to avoid for this week. I've got the Texans on my list, as well as the Falcons, which obviously I'm not picking the Falcons for a lot of things. The Browns, the Chiefs, the Vikings, Jaguars, Bengals, Buccaneers, Cardinals, and the Rams. All right, let's uh, move on to some game picks. First up, we have a Thursday <laughs> Thursday night matchup. Yeah, I'm guessing we'll be a little. We'll probably disagree on more than the three picks we disagreed on last week. No, by the way, yeah, you had a nice last week was a week one. Ten and four last week, so uh, hopefully you uh, took advantage of that. Um, yeah. Minnesota hosting Pittsburgh for the Thursday night game. I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm sure that most people, given Minnesota's loss to the Lions and Pittsburgh's win over the Ravens, will be picking Pittsburgh here, and I'm guessing you're among them. But as you always say, Minnesota seems to play to the level of their opponents. So I'm guessing since, uh, well, actually, I guess Detroit tied Pittsburgh, so maybe they're at the same level. But I'm going to pretend that Pittsburgh is a better team. I think Minnesota will manage to eke this out by a field goal. Hopefully Kirk Cousins doesn't test positive for COVID between now and then. But uh, I'll say Minnesota 27, Pittsburgh 24. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm going with Minnesota 23, Pittsburgh 20. Also worth noting, I think the last time the the Vikings lost by more than one score was like the first week of preseason. So they're close in everything. I think they'll edge it out this week. I just I don't think the Steelers' offense is something to be scared of. The defense also is just not enough. Hopefully, Kirk Cousins doesn't get COVID that he can still play, but I I mean, maybe maybe just don't start watching this till the fourth quarter. That seems to be when either of these teams will kind of wake up and start doing things, but I don't think there's a ton of scoring on Thursday night. Deontay Johnson is a really good receiver, but unfortunately, true. the rest of that... It'd be better if he had someone else throwing to him. To throw the ball to him. I agree, and most likely he will next year. Hopefully not Aaron Rodgers, but stranger things have happened. Um, next up, we've got Atlanta traveling to Carolina for an interdivision game. This, to me, is a coin flip. I know you're not going to pick Atlanta, and nope. this week neither am I. Going I'm to Carolina. strong, everybody. <laughs> Carolina was um, going to pull this out. Uh, I'll go with a, a one-point victory, Carolina 28, Atlanta 27, and this is one game that I will – almost certainly not be watching unless I'm curious to no. see how uh, Kyle Pitts is doing. Yeah, I do. Kyle Pitts is about the only good thing happening in this game. Or Russell Gage. Um, also true. I do like him. It just, again, it'd be, it'd be nicer to see him in a different offense. But unfortunately, that can't happen this year. Um, so I, like you said, I'm just never going to pick Atlanta. Sometimes there are games that make me think twice, kind of like this one, but – not ready to go back to that to that watering hole just yet. So I'm picking Carolina. <laughs> you know, we can't we can't do that. 
I'm picking Carolina to win 24-23. I'm going to keep it close. Let Atlanta have a little respect, but that's mostly just Cordero Patterson at this point, to be honest. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Cleveland hosting Baltimore. I'm not sure how most people are going to see this. I see it as a pretty close game that could go either way, but I'll say that Baker Mayfield has a nice um, bounce-back game, and Baltimore's offense just looks like a mess to me. I'm sure the cold weather doesn't help, but, again, they're going to be playing most likely in cold weather this weekend. So I'm going to go with Cleveland by a touchdown here, Cleveland 27, Baltimore 20. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm picking Baltimore, as you may have guessed from, from our uh, who to start, who to sit. I think Baltimore's going to get it together. Granted, there's a lot working against them. I mean, they're they're playing on the on the road. They're playing the Steelers. They're doing this and that, and the Bengals are hanging out at home and being on by. Or I'm sorry, the Browns are on bye weeks and at home. And it's the schedule makers don't want the Ravens to win this game. I, I get it. It's fine. But I think they still will in spite of it, despite the fact that they've got a lot of injuries. Lamar Jackson doesn't seem to know which end is up. They're going to figure it out this week. They're going to make a statement win. I've got them winning 28-23 over the Browns. be interesting to see if they um, you know, went for two again at the end of the game or not. But... I mean... Yeah, okay. especially when you have Justin. You have, talk to the, you have one of the best all-time running quarterbacks, and you're not going to run in quarterback sneak. Like, what are we doing out there, honestly? Yeah. I get that no one trusts their kickers anymore. I get it. But, like, really? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. It's, 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 I wonder, Cleveland, Cleveland's on a bye. Is that a brownout? Maybe. It might be. <laughs> I'm hoping they just put Baker Mayfield in the ice bath for like a week and a half. It's hard to do a yard sale from an ice bath, but I digress. I hope he filmed some more commercials Um, on the bye week. I really hope he did. (laughs) Yeah, that would be something. That would be the only reason I would watch them, but uh, that game in particular, but it might be worth watching out for. Um, Your Cowboys traveling to the nation's capital. I expect that you'll be there at the game on Sunday. Obviously, but, um, obviously. <laughs> you might not be welcome so, there. <laughs> you might not be welcome there, but um, you mm-hmm. can just sit there silently and uh, just look yeah. very nonplussed when any when Cowboys score, which I think will be fairly I look very unassuming. <laughs> relatively, yeah, the, the Cowboy gear might give you away. Maybe you should go in some WTF gear just mm. to uh Do they even sell that anymore? And, <laughs> I, I don't now. know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, 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 I'll report if back. it is, it's probably on clearance. But uh, yeah, anyway, I think Dallas part. will pull this one out. Um, I'll say uh, Dallas 30, Washington 24 is a combination of uh, the ground game and the passing game is a little bit too much for Washington's defense, which has played a lot better than I expected once they lost Chase Young. But I just don't think right. they're going to be able they, to win. They're actually more cohesive now. Yeah, I mean, it just... Yeah, with, see, with they the should have Cowboys left him for the Giants. That would have been better for everybody involved. Well, he'd probably still be injured because everyone else on your team. Not that I'm bitter about it. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, with the Cowboys, there's always there's always some weird factor. Always I mean, tomorrow. We, 
Yeah, that's true. The, you know, the other shoe was always waiting to drop. But there's one thing that Dak Prescott has done very well in his career, and that's beat the WTF. Um, as much as I've been on a, a WTF real heater the last couple of weeks, I've been all in on Taylor Heineke. I don't think they're going to have enough here, even at home, which really isn't much of a home field advantage, if we're being honest. But I've got them staying with the Cowboys the whole way. I've got Dallas winning 30 to 28. All right. Tennessee hosting Jacksonville. And Tennessee seems to be surviving uh, um, Derrick Henry's absence reasonably well. And I think that'll continue yeah. this week. I just don't think Jacksonville can hang with too many teams in the league other than you know, maybe Buffalo. But uh, I, I think that uh, Tennessee wins this one pretty easily. I'll say Tennessee 28, Jacksonville 17 is Ryan Tannehill. That's a good game here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very tough to pick the Jaguars to win anything, especially with an ineffective run game, a quarterback who maybe can't hit the third read. But Tennessee, Carlos like Hyde. you said, they've been hanging in. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Hyde, get him out of there. Get him to a real team. But I, I think they'll they'll be within a score. I've got them losing 28-20. So Tennessee will be around their – the Jacksonville defense will make it a little more interesting than maybe it needs to be, but Tennessee's going to win this. It'll be in hand the whole way. Well, if they get 20, they'll literally have a score. There you go. <laughs> One way of looking at it. All right. I like that. But Next you know, up, still uh, another, <laughs> it does. Another division rivalry game, although maybe not quite as much of one as when the Raiders used to play in Oakland, but uh, – geographically closer now in Las Vegas, but they're traveling to Kansas City for an early afternoon game. Um, I, Kansas City offense, something hasn't gelled yet, but the defense has improved a lot the last few weeks, and I think that's what's going to carry them through this one. I'll say Kansas City 27, Raiders 21. Yeah, I'm. I, I think... If the Raiders were healthy, I might be able to pick them to win this game, but not really knowing what we've got with Darren Waller, not entirely sure who, you know, hopefully no other running backs are getting COVID, but you definitely don't have RB2 in the lineup. So there's some question marks here. Kansas City's at home. That's a tough one. Um, so I've got Kansas City winning 30-24. But Patrick Mahomes needs to – we got to tighten this up a little bit. Let's, I just, it's it's okay. so messy. The Raiders will capitalize, but not enough. Next, we've got New Orleans at the Jets, and New Orleans is a much better team, even with half of their team injured. But yeah, I think Taysom Hill will be better this week, his mallet finger notwithstanding. Um, and if Alvin Kamara <laughs> is back, I think that'll be a real big plus for them. I mean, they've been just really adrift without him, but they need him now, and I think he'll show why he's one of the top uh, players in the league, and I think uh, New Orleans wins this fairly easily. I'll say final score 30-21. to 21. I've got this, I mean, a little closer. I've, I've got it 27-17. Despite the fact that Payson Hill maybe can't walk or throw, uh, you're not sure who's going to play running back. Your wide receivers are just not not very good right now. Ben Orleans' defense is 
going to be a tough time for Zach Wilson, even if Cam Jordan's got COVID and he's not out there. There's still a lot of a lot of potential issues. The Jets are are losing wide receivers like there's no tomorrow. Not that things were that strong to begin with, so I I just don't think they can hang with New Orleans. But maybe they'll maybe they'll score an opening drive touchdown. That seems to be their thing now, starting early and then fading away. <laughs> Start off slow and ease up. Um, yeah, yeah, Seattle, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to stress ourselves. <laughs> no. Uh, Seattle at Houston. Seattle, that really, that was one of the biggest surprises for me last week was that offensive outburst against the 49ers defense. But for whatever reason it happened, Russell Wilson seems to be uh, somewhat healthy again. And I think they win this in a rout. I'll say uh, Seattle 34, Houston 20. And we'll see if uh, Rashad Penny has the big game that I think he might. I mean, maybe I have this being a closer game. Um, I I think that while there's not a lot Houston does well, and they're going to be starting a rookie again with Davis Milk, their defense does blitz very effectively, and they're going to do it a lot. So it's harder for Seattle to develop that that long pass play when there's not time for it. So I think that'll hinder it a little bit. So I've got Seattle winning 24-17, so a little lower scoring. The late games, we actually have four of them this week. Um, Detroit traveling to Denver. Central time zone teams typically do pretty well in the late games when they travel west, but this is the Lions we're talking about here. Denver Mm -hmm. has looked unbeatable some weeks when they play the Cowboys. I just have to get that dig in every week. But uh, And then they look lousy against certain other teams. I think they're gonna. Their defense is still pretty good, and I think that's what's going to carry them to victory here. I'll say Denver 24, Detroit 21. I also have Denver winning. I've got them winning 31-21, so even even bigger margin here. I think Denver. I they have all the pieces, and I don't understand why it doesn't work. Um, but I think Patrick Sertan and that defense will will be more of an issue than the offense this week. I think they're going to cause more problems for Detroit, who's banged up and. You know, they're kind of coming down off that adrenaline high from last week. I I don't think it's going to be such a good day for them. And, yeah, I I totally misread that. You know, kudos to Dan Campbell because I thought that they were going to be totally flat and demoralized after losing, Mm -hmm. you know, the game the week before. But uh, I I was totally wrong about that. So kudos to them and congratulations to them. I know Blue was really tearing around the house, um, <laughs> even without a cap to chase. Um, you know, look at him. Next, now. we've got the Chargers hosting my beloved Giants, who at this point I'm just, you know, hoping that the Giants and the Bears pretty much, you know, tank the rest of the season to give the Giants two top five picks. Actually, I think there's only one top five pick available. I think it's pretty clear that Jacksonville, Detroit, the Jets, and the Texans in some form or order are going to have the top four picks. But if either the New York or the Chicago pick ends up being uh, pick five and the other one ends up being pick six, I'll be okay with that. But anyway, um, that's not why you're here. You want to know know, what we think of the games that are actually being played. And I think the Chargers, even with their whole wide receiver team, either having COVID or under COVID watch, think they win this and they're running back being injured but possibly injured I think they win this pretty handily 
Giants defense keeps it somewhat interesting, but again, you're not winning any games with Mike Lennon as your quarterback. Uh, final score: Chargers 27, Giants 17. Yeah, I Mike Lennon, Jake Fromm, whoever's out there, it's not going to be Daniel Jones. Squeaky I just don't Fromm. think there's. Yeah, there's just not enough there. I've got the Chargers winning 31-20. Uh, I mean, it, the Giants just don't have a healthy offense. So it's really hard to play effective defense because they're always on the field. So, you know, it's it's not entirely their fault, but, like, also we could be drafting better. <laughs> yeah. Also, speaking um, of your top five picks, the, the Eagles officially have turned Carson Wentz into a first-round pick after this week. He hit 75% of the snaps. So, got that going for Philadelphia. Yeah, it's, but Miami keeps winning, so that pick keeps getting worse, which I'm happy about. But I still know. having three first-round picks is obviously going to help the Eagles quite a bit. Of course, whether they yeah. use them wisely or not is another question, but uh, they've actually had a couple uh, good ones the last few years. You know, Devonta Smith looks like he's their best receiver already, and you know, they can yeah. go from there. Um, Tampa Bay hosting Buffalo. Buffalo, I think the the slide continues. I really thought they were going to win on Monday night, even with the lousy weather or maybe because of it, but that didn't happen. um, Here, I think, even with the nicer weather, they're still going to be the second-best team on the field by a pretty wide margin. Um, But I'll say uh, Tampa Bay 28 and Buffalo 24. I'm actually picking Buffalo to win this game. Um, I think they bounce back. I think that all of a sudden they're almost on the outside looking into the playoffs. doesn't look like they're going to win their division. Things are tough. And they have the top-rated pass defense. Um, granted, their schedule has helped that a little bit. But the Bucks historically, we, we've seen had problems when their pass game isn't as effective. Granted, they have some good running backs. I mean, we all saw what happened the last couple of weeks there, but I think that the Bills will do enough to neutralize Tom Brady. They're going to come out hungry. They got a little embarrassed. They got out coached. I think they went 31-27 this week. All right. Um, the last of the Sunday afternoon games, the Bengals hosting the 49ers. Um, I, I don't know. This is hard to figure out. Cincinnati, every time you think they figured it mm-hmm. out, they – you know, stinker, which shows me that they're not quite ready for prime time yet. But San Francisco had a stinker last week, too. You put that together, Cincinnati at home. I like Joe Burrow to bounce back in this one. Uh, I'll say Cincinnati 34, San Francisco 24. Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals to bounce back. I've been winning 28-23. I think you know, it's not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo that keeps them in it. Debo Samuel's probably not playing. The running backs are dinged up. Cincinnati needs to prove something. They're at home. Joe Burrow, even with one hand, I think will be just fine. I think they'll they'll be able to steal one here. The Sunday night game, and it's too bad they couldn't have flexed uh, this out. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess they figure people mm-hmm. want to watch the Mr. COVID toes. But uh, – Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers hosting the Bears. <laughs> I guess it's still another division rivalry game, but there's not much of a rivalry here at this point. Green Bay, one of the best yeah. teams in the league. Chicago, keep losing, please. Um, I think that's a foregone <laughs> conclusion this week. The only question is how many 
how bad will it be? I'll say Green Bay 34, Chicago 14. I've got Green Bay winning 30, Chicago 21. Um, not necessarily Justin Fields being the guy here, but I think that their defense is actually going to keep them around and, and keep Green Bay a little a little closer than normally they would be. But Aaron Rodgers at home against Chicago. I mean, the last time they played Chicago, somebody changed the Wikipedia page to say Aaron Rodgers actually owned the entire city, which you can't fault them. You really can't because it does look that way. So I feel safe going with Green Bay. <laughs> All right, and then finally to close out the week, we have a real, um, what should be a real good game, Monday night, the Arizona Cardinals, the NFC leading Arizona Cardinals, um, looking to solidify their position a lot atop the NFC standings in another division rivalry game hosting the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are going to pull off the upset here. They've been one of the more heckle or Jekyll and Hyde teams this season, you know, early this season, they look like, you know, they might be uh, playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium and then just, you know, they have that stretch of three really horrible games in a row. But I think they, um, you know, will outlast uh, the Cardinals here. I'll say Rams 34, Cardinals 31. I'm actually also picking the Rams, and I thought I thought we were going to differ on this. On paper, it should be the Cardinals. There's just something about this game that just makes me feel like the Rams are going to come in a little bit hungrier. There's nothing to point at and be like, that's the difference maker. I just think that Matthew Stafford, when the lights are the brightest and he really needs to make it work, he'll find a way. And even with that Arizona defense, maybe people should remember that the Rams defense, even though they haven't played as good as they should have lately, is just as talented. So I think this will be a very good game. If anything, maybe a little higher scoring, but I'm going with the Rams 30 to 28. This is at least a good watchable game. So how about your uh, DFS picks? Yeah, so we, we've given you a little bit of everything. We told you who's got COVID. We told you how to fill any, any potential bye week holes or injury holes in your lineup. We've given you who to start, who to sit. We've given you our game picks. Now the only thing left for you is to dominate your daily fantasy leagues. Um, as always, we give you value picks, and with so many injuries and guys on buys, it's not real real deep this week. But this way, so you can start the no-brainer picks, the guys you want out there, the Kyler Murrays of the world, the Aaron Rodgers. So at quarterback, Taylor Heineke, the value versus what you're going to get, the Cowboys defense will give up points, and Taylor Heineke is going to be out there trying to get all of them. Baker Mayfield, even though I think he's going to lose the game, is going to go down swinging. At running back, you've got a lot more options. Josh Jacobs is extremely underpriced. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, Javante Williams out in Denver, who seems to be splitting time with Melvin Gordon and with Gordon not practicing quite as much, maybe Williams swings a little further this way. Also, if for some reason Alvin Kamara doesn't play or if you're really trying to take a flyer, Tony Jones Jr. would be the next man up in New Orleans. Obviously, it's not going to cost you a whole lot. Uh, at wide receiver, T. Higgins and D.J. Moore. Cam Newton may not be effective, but he, when he is, it's to D.J. Moore. At tight end, Dawson Knox and Gerald Everett. Defensively, the Panthers are a good look this week. And if you're looking to stack teams, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Titans are all good picks this week. So we've given you everything to dominate your fantasy lineup in every capacity. But if it's just not enough, one hour, you still have more questions, don't worry. You can find us all over social media. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN and just show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. 
You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Show the fan page, and you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night, as always, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We will finally be beyond the bye week. Everybody's starting the playoffs. We are going to guide you to victory. And good luck to everyone this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>